Hey, JJ. Hey, Kyle. How are you today? How was your commute in? Swimmingly. Oh, great. Did you uh, did you go by train? Did you take a car? Or did you come in a giant walking mech? I believe we know the answer is three. Absolutely. Because today we're canceling the apocalypse. It's time to talk about Pacific Rim. I love Pacific Rim. Specific Rim? That's not what it's called, JJ. It's Pacific Rim. Because it's a rift that opens in the Pacific Ocean. What are the monsters that come out of that rift called? Kaiju. Kaiju? I thought that's what I uh, I dunked my French dip sandwich in. No, that's Aju. Oh, man. Anyway. Stick around to listen to us talk about Pacific Rim and steak sandwiches. Let's geek it out on Can We Geek About? Hi, I'm Kyle. Can We Geek About is a new podcast from Gotham West. Each week, JJ and I will delve into the geekier side of pop culture, from our favorites in science fiction and fantasy to new releases and even maybe rag on some absolute flops. We promise that even if you don't like what we have to say, you'll like how we say it. But anyway, can we geek about? Did you really need me here for this? I just needed a ride. <sighs> can we geek about? So give us a listen, subscribe or follow, wherever you get your podcasts. Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. Uh, that's what we're. Uh, that's what we're talking about here. Uh, Pacific Rim, or specific Rim. Specific Rim, depending on uh, whether or not regional. You're one accents. of those people that cannot say Pacific. It's a tough word. Yeah, it, it's a specifically tough word. All right, Mister Verbose. The Pacific. Do you know? To this day, I still have to stop and think which ocean is which. So if somebody says middle of the Pacific, I go, which coast is that? Like I still don't know. Uh, I, I figure it out, obviously. I mean, we're, well, the two things. Great thing. One, I don't think the oceans mind if you get yeah. their name wrong. And yeah. two, there aren't there like seven oceans? Well, yeah, but there's, Six? you know, there's, there's seven the continents. Ends. The book, the America book ends there, the USA, you know. Oh, it's all about you America. You got one view. and one. There's a very like, American-centric viewpoint of you. I don't think, I'm, you know, I'm not like, oh, which one is it? The Is it is it the Pacific or the Antarctic Ocean? Is that a real ocean? I'm sorry. It is. Well, Atlantic. We're the, right? We're on the Atlantic coast. Yeah, yeah. We're on the Atlantic coast. I, that's that's what I always have to figure out. It's like, no, wait. It's Atlantic. We're Atlantic. That's Pacific. Well, if you believe in time zones, which I don't, but if you do, there's a Pacific Northwest time zone, isn't there? Yes. There are also Pacific Northwest hops that go into beer. And that's just a little fun. Uh, you know why? Because they probably come from the Pacific Northwest. Anyway, Pacific yeah, Rim. Yeah. Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim, uh, released in 2013, uh, directed and, and written by Guillermo Co, del Toro. Co-written. Co-written. Yeah. Who else wrote it? Well, that would be... So I remember reading that he came up with the, the idea uh, or the treatment while he was walking along the beach or... Uh, Travis Beecham. Well, that maybe that's why I remembered the Yeah, beach. yeah. So that's or, a, actually a story by, so I guess it's... Travis Beecham's story. Yeah, it was he did it and then like adapted a, into the screenplay. It's by. like a twenty-five page treatment for it, and uh, Lionsgate or no, Legendary bought it. I okay, think. very good. Clearly, they did. And we're gonna need a fact checker on that one, but I'm yeah, yeah, sure yeah, something like that. That's sure that was that. I don't think that's his. But uh, yeah, so Pacific Rim. We've got uh, we've got the Jaegers versus the Kaiju. So the Jaegers are the. Giant robot yeah. mechs. The giant robot mechs. Mechas. Yeah. Me- mech. No, mecha. I don't think. Mechas. Mech- I don't think you need to pluralize. No, it's just mechs. Yeah. No, mecha. Mechs. Is it mechs or mecha? I think it's just mechs. Well, I know you drew a lot from anime, and isn't that mecha or is I that mech? Have I just me. been pronouncing that wrong my entire life? Does it have an A? Doesn't it? I don't know. Did you? You? You just came in with this. Knowledge base, and you, you yeah, got to back it up. This is how I enter man. every room in my life. I enter and say okay. something very confident with You're nothing good. to back it up. Sounds about right. We, uh, yeah, so mechs, mechs, mechasis, mechasai, robi, mechai. I think it's robi, yeah. But yeah, so we've got, uh, so this was, I don't know, we, we went to see this 10 years ago when it came out in the theater together. It was a great While experience. We were, you know, living together in New York City. And uh, I, th- I thought we enjoyed it. I think we went in and, uh, you know, obviously at the time, you know, it, it was 
it was new. It was different. It was, I, I think it's just a fun ride. It's a fun concept. I think it's done well-ish. I always kind of had, I think my biggest criticism of it and just personal desire was that I feel like we could have gotten so much more out of it. And I know they did a sequel, but I feel like where they started the first story was so you just dove right in. And when you just dive right in, like I get it, it's, it's dive. What I meant to say is they're di- they dive, they dove into the later part of the story. No, in act three, they dive into the ocean. Yeah, I understand. But what I'm saying is like this whole movie seems like act three because like I want to see these monsters come for the first time and then then build the first mech Jaeger suit, Jaeger giant robot. Well, yeah, to fight it. I want to see that first thing. And they did put out, I'd read a comic book, a little graphic novel that they did that was a couple of them and that they, that was the prequel to the movie that kind of told that story and it was cool. I liked it, but that's what I would have wanted to see on screen. It's like, it would be like Lord of the Rings just doing Return of the King. You know, you just jump in and it's like, that's here's the, one, the final battle. That's the one with the, the, the Hobbit and the Golem. Golem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the uh, the wizard. Yeah. <laughs> the Grand Poobah. <laughs> What's but he yeah. doing these days? No, I mean, I get, yeah, I guess I get you, but like this story, this, I feel like this story was like, right? Like, about grief or overcoming grief with giant robots and giant monsters surrounding that, right? Isn't isn't his thing of like coming to terms with his? Well, because he lost his brother. Yeah, I, I almost saying? said grandfather, but yeah, his brother. Yeah, yeah, his brother. Words are important. No, yeah, that I I I definitely think that I think that that's a uh, I wouldn't say that this. I feel like the robot battles and the. Like, I don't feel that the story told by the people is as strong in this movie. And I think that's really where it kind of came out with. Like, we know it's, it really had a very kind of, it felt like very action movie trope esque. Uh, like, it just kind of fit a formula and they put all the right pieces into most of the parts. Like, you had, a, you know, Idris Elba as the well known DJ uh, and rapper. Stacker Pentecost, right? He's, there's a Marshall. name. Marshall Pentecost. No, well, his maybe son. Marshall was his. Marshall was his son. It's Stacker, right? No, it's. Oh man, I was going to say go? that was his rank, but Stacker Pentecost. Yeah, he had so some then, great lines in that. We're canceling the apocalypse. I mean, I yeah. don't, I can't say it the way he said it because I'm not a badass, but yeah. he he said it good. We he are said canceling the, he put, the apocalypse. Today we are canceling the apocalypse. He put good stuff on was, those words. That was in the trailer, and that got us excited. And then that was also kind of the the highlight of the movie as well throughout yeah. the whole thing. No, that's not true. It wasn't the a taste. Sword, it was the, the whole was snack. Fun. Oh, yeah, the sword thing was fun. That yeah, because that, that was cool. I feel like that probably, that if the sword came out before this brother died, that probably would have kept his brother from dying. So like, Yeah, probably. They really, uh, well, that's the other, is it's, Cause I I didn't get to rewatch the whole thing, but I do. I mean, I remember most of it pretty pretty vividly. I think I've seen it at least twice in my life. Just that, like, it just followed that very typical, like, cocky, arrogant cowboy. So him and his brother, obviously, in the beginning, they mm-hmm. go out against the orders to go fight this uh, to go fight a, a kaiju that came out and save a little boat with three people on it. And, I thought uh, there were like five, but whatever. Five people. Facts, yeah. facts matter, anyway, Kyle. Words but they, matter. Uh, but like, you know, and it's like, just follow orders. And it's not, no. there wasn't that much exposition to it. It was just like, boom, you're just, here we go, and they're going to do this. And then, oh, no, the the Cowboys learned their lesson. But uh, Well, the brother said, don't get cocky, and then they got cocky. And then they got cocky. There was yeah, consequences. Exactly. That's was just consequences. writing structure, yeah. Kyle. And it's just, it's just, but yeah. But I just think the overall... The overall cons. So, like, a rift opens up in the Pacific Ocean. Clearly. Right? Yeah. That's by the I mean, name. If you want to get technical. And it's like a portal. You don't really see anything that makes it's it specifically rift. the Pacific Ocean. Like, they say it's Pacific Ocean, but they could have shot that in any ocean and then cheated it on screen. Good. Yeah. I don't. Th- yeah, exactly. <laughs> in the, in the context get, of this yeah. story. Yeah, in the story, yes, it's, it is the Pacific Ocean. It's the Pacific Ocean. Ocean. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's, the, and that's, this is where these, 
kaiju, these giant monsters, Godzilla-esque, if you will, you know? No, yeah. what's the... what's No, the... it is, but I was reading that Guillermo, he didn't want um, the creative team to, like, draw inspiration specifically oh, from, and I from, definitely don't, from Godzilla. I think and, they did and, pretty well. Yeah, yeah, they, he was yeah. like... I wanted. Kind of, he didn't want it to be like postmodern or something. He wanted to just be like, like that, to show the love and appreciation of that without like drawing from it like contextually. Yeah, and I. It I don't know what I just said. Me. I just meant Godzilla as in a giant picture monster. A giant monster. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I read. That's what I was going for. For the first movie, they came up with like over a hundred designs for oh, Jaeger for, real? for Jaegers oh, and wow. Kaiju, and that like the design team kind of like every day or every week, like just did like a, uh, like a like survivor. Yeah. Who's the, who are we cutting yeah. chopping from the block or. Who, awesome. Yeah. So I would have loved to see, I wonder if there's, I mean, I wonder if they use some of those designs in the comic book or, or the anime or the sequel. Yeah. Or, yeah. For sure. I like, I, I can't remember too much about the comic book, but it definitely, I think it's followed. Cause even in the movie, you see that like Mark one, which is just like the giant, Blockhead, Jaeger, and Mark. it's like Mark, Mark one, Mark two, like Iron Man, Mark one, two, and three. Oh. So like Gypsy Danger, the Jaeger, yeah, yeah, yeah. the main character played by uh, Charlie Hunnam, yeah, um, Raleigh Beckett, belt grabber, belt grabber. So that's a Mark three. So that's why he was. That's the whole thing is a Mark two or Mark, Mark three, I think, because he tells him he. There's the scene. It's almost name? like you're the only person that knows how to, how to, uh, what the character? Yeah, his name was Mark Raleigh Beckett. You're talking about Charlie Hunnam? Yeah, yeah, Raleigh Raleigh Beckett. Raleigh, like North Carolina. Oh, Raleigh. That's oh man, I love when people. That's great. That's a great name. And his brother's name is Riley. Hold on, Yancey. Yancey. Yancey with a Y. Yeah, like Yancey Street. Yeah, yeah, like right? uh, that's where Ben Grimm. Yeah, Ben Benjamin Grimm. But I like the whole concept of the you know two pilots have to be two pilots. Yeah, they have to be synced up. That's the bit into the into the uh, drift. They got to be drift compatible. Yeah, yeah, the drift. You think you could do that with someone? You think you can be drift compatible with someone? I haven't met anybody yet. I would like to see. I bet the person I'm most drift compatible with is probably you. <laughs> oh, but you like, poor bastard. But I also think that would that could also be the least drift compatible person. <laughs> I think yeah I guess I think it would probably be you or like a one-legged duck or something yeah yeah, like, yeah a, for du- you, a yeah. duck that thinks it's a cat or something for, for me it's either you or a potato <laughs> or, or very large I wonder you know that large potato that'd be interesting I wonder they show some test footage of the pilots learning how to figure out how to be compatible but I wonder if I wonder if they ever got like a monkey or, or a mouse to move a Jaeger and what that would look like. Yeah, yeah. That'd be that'd be actually really interesting. You know, throw a what if what if we had a Pacific Rim where it was gorillas in a <laughs> gorillas in a giant gorilla gorilla mech suit. Uh and uh, if you guys are listening, uh Pacific Rim three, Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom this is right the here. Beast, the Beast Wars, if yeah. you will. We'll we'll do- we haven't we still haven't seen any giant robot animals in Transformers. No, not no, I'm just kidding. There is, and they well, maybe you have. I haven't seen that. You film. haven't seen Rise of the Yeah. No, I saw it. it. I, I watched saw it. it. Yeah. I was drunk. I don't remember. Oh, it was fun. I didn't turn fun. it off. But yeah, but I think it would be funny. I to don't see remember it. What what animals? Because because can animals I'd actually love, sync up? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. But that's it. It's just like the design of that whole system is that you know. Yeah, like I mean, they've got very... these cool sleek suits. Kind of look like you know, almost like, like they're from Tron or yeah. Whatever Very, like will, Gundam and Wing and yeah, yeah, Evangelion and that other robot thing, Power Ranger, I guess, sort of mega Power Rangers. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. I didn't like, yeah, I did not make that connection in my head until now. But yeah, well, it's all definitely that, yeah, the Megazords and yeah, fighting giant men and yeah, exactly suits, big suit men. Well, I guess they weren't giant; they're normal, and they were shot to look. Yeah, they, something happens, and they go bra. Yeah. You shoot under, oh, underneath. Oh, we must become big robots now. I'm a T-Rex. I always loved how the, the Zords are always useless on their own. They yeah, can't do they nothing. never... And then they, but they have to, you know, it's like, we got to call it, but we just got to combine them all. Yeah, we don't have enough 
Did you say combinable? Like Co- animal combine. and combine together? Combinable? That's well, a good yeah, word. Yeah, accident. That's I, a great uh, word. Combinable. I, I, uh, I tripped over combine. the I tripped animal. Over words. Animal. Cam- animal mine? Ammo mine. Yeah. Well, this is going to keep me up for a while. Let, uh, let's get back to Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. Uh, great film. It was great, great well, like, soundtrack. Uh, great, uh, yeah, very orchestra. Very, yeah. It was good. And got very your heart pounding. Got yeah. you going. Yeah. Uh, you know you what the... w- would have made it better if Idris was allowed to do a track for the film? He should have. I do love me some Idris. <laughs> if he had done a track some... for the film, are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, man. Uh, what is it? It's what is it's a movie? His, uh, no, but does he have a name like a? Uh, He's a DJ and but, a rapper. Yeah, but he drops he drops stuff. He just did a didn't he do a residency somewhere in London? Yeah, I I wasn't I was I was wondering if he had a stage like, name stage name for it. I think his stage but name is Idris so. Elba. Yeah. Oh, no. DJ Big Driss. <laughs> of course it is. Of DJ course Big it is. Driss. I just, God. Man, I just got... I what sal- must I it salivated like to be a little that, just man. now. <laughs> just incredible. That gave me... I got goosebumps. I got goosebumps. <laughs> Listen to that. We're, the apocalypse is back on, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway. God. I'm sweating now. TJ Victress. But yeah, no, his music's great. He really should have uh, had something in there. That was. He really should be Bond. He really should be. I would love that. That's what, like, Idris Elba is just one of those guys that, like, he's, he's just awesome. Yeah. He's just awesome. And he just did, he had the whole, uh, you know, there's a campaigning against zombie, zombie swords and knives in. Uh, Politically? He yeah, yeah, yeah. Against so, like, he, he did all this, you know, photographs. Campaigned against it, basically. Oh, like ghost guns? Yeah, the but it's specifically zombie knives, uh, and like got the government to like start. What is a zo- What is a zombie knife? Like zombie a ghost is gun? like one of the no. It's it's basically well, not like a, go- a ghost gun. Like you know, that's what three D printed on traceable. Yeah, this is specifically like those those knives that like usually appear in, like you know, it's just unnecessary an unnecessary knife. But like they're very popular and used by a lot of people. Well, I mean, and like kids Apple are killing sauce, each other. Every knife is useless. Are, yeah, yeah, exactly. So what do you mean uh, unnecessary. Oh, like it's just like extremely violent. Yeah, yeah, it's causing a lot of violence between children, especially and like gang stuff. So they're trying to outlaw them, and that's what he was campaigning against. Gotcha. Okay. So like, cool. On top of being an awesome actor, a hell of a DJ, DJ Big Driss is getting things done. <laughs> <laughs> Making things happen. Shout out, shout out to Big Driss. He's pouring milk into our cereals. Yeah, he is, and I'm eating it. Big spoon and <laughs> yeah. all. But they, uh, but other than that, like, I mean, in the office, like, his oh little character, yeah, that's right. Uh, he was in the office. Uh, He's uh, like, I understand my effect I have on females. Yeah, yeah. Charles Minor. Charles. I am aware. I am aware of the effect that I have <laughs> on women. But no, I just said that. He's like, comes in, plays this really awesome character. Yeah. It's just hilarious. He's got, got like timing. the best lines. Yeah. He's like, one, don't ever touch me. Two, don't ever touch me. And then he says something else, but film. I'm, al- I'm yeah. already swooning at that point. I, can't, yeah, yeah. I don't know what don't he's saying. Don't ever touch me. So he's in this. That, that hell of a mustache, too, I got to say. You think that was natural? I think it was natural. God, I mean, it was so probably envious. touched up by a professional, but. So envious of that. Yeah, I mean, it's great soundtrack. Great orchestra. Some of the conflict, well, that's what I was saying earlier, is that like they ended up like cutting like an hour or like I read something like they, they had a lot of edit. They cut down like the human aspect, the human uh, arcs. Like the human stories and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. To make, you know. Because they definitely like, seem rushed. He's like, this isn't Ibsen. We're, you know. They were he's certain- like, we kept the bare bones yeah. to make everything kind of work, which, I mean, it does. I mean, you know. Yeah, like I think. I think the storytelling in it is pretty firm. Like it's follows a cadence. Like it gets in there, gets it done. 
it sets up the action scenes very well. Mm-hmm. That's something that's just like I think is still is done pretty well, and I'm sure everybody disagrees with me in the world, but like in the Godzilla King Kong movies, I, I guess less so Kong Skull Island because that's very adventurous. You know, you're on. That's like the it's less Tom so Hiddleston one. Yes, yeah, Tom Hiddleston, Brie Larson, John, John Goodman, Andy, John Goodman, John Tom Goodman, Andy, yeah. yeah. But uh, he, I just, I thought all basically, not including Kong Skull Island because it is more of an adventure through a strange land. The Godzilla and all the Godzilla Kong, King of the Monsters. I thought I think it did a pretty good job of like this is a horrible event, but we're telling the story of the people around it. Mm-hmm. Like it, it balances pretty well. Like the first Godzilla, definitely, I I think did it well with uh, where it's. It was more about the story of these people trying to get back to each other and survive while Godzilla and these giant MUTOs, massive unidentified terrestrial organism or something. Yeah. I think. But that's what I kind of think. This one kind of shifted it. It had more of the, the, I mean, the obviously because the story is about the end game result of we have to get these monsters. Yeah. And blow this rift. Up. I did. I did enjoy that they tried to build a giant wall. Yeah, that was I, it. Was really funny. And then it was in the first fifteen minutes. Yeah, they're, they're there building the wall because that's now after uh, after Charlie Hunnam's character, well, his which brother died, but he does a big thing. He's able to pilot the yeah, yeah, yeah. by himself. By himself. Which is, there's only Single. been one other person to yeah. have done that, and his name is DJ. DJ Big Driss. Yeah. He was the only other one that was able to do that? I believe so. I believe that was. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. But then. A lot uh, of commonality. So so Charlie Hunnam's character is here building the wall. He's helping build the wall to keep these kaiju out. Then they just watch. They watch footage on the TV of just the the kaiju breaking it down. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, we couldn't figure out how to. I mean, that's job security. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, we got to go back out there and build that part again. Where's hey, my money? Got, yeah. You know, I wonder whoever got that contract. They're good. They're golden. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're, do- they're doing just fine. Yeah. Their kids are going to eat well. Yeah. The insurance, though, probably through the roof. Yeah. I don't believe in insur- insurance, so it's fine. That was the thing, too. It was cool to see. Uh, it's always cool to see, like, you know, actors, you know, and pop up and stuff. Like, for this, I, oh, noticed, yeah. I noticed that the uh, actually, so there are two car- two people from the office in that film, at least two. I don't know if other people popped in that I'm not thinking of. The the head, the guy who's saying like, uh, at like the wall building thing, like the the workers. Mm-hmm. He's like, I got good news and bad news. He was actually, uh, he had since passed away, but that actor oh. was the one that was in the office and Orange is the New Black. Orange is the New Black. He played the security guard that was like super violent and ended up getting like arrested i forget his name in that but in the office he played frank frank who like drew a butt on pam's painting on her mirror like drew drew butts on her murals and then she drew frank pooping on his (laughs) truck (laughs) and uh yeah and then he he like he goes to attack her and then the the sound guy Hits him with the oh, microphone and fights him. Oh, right. The and end. Frank and, the last yeah. season. So he was that. I was like, oh, meta. cool. It's that guy. So shout Trace out to Thomas. that guy. Trace yeah, Commas. Yeah. That guy. Sound guy. It was the Trace Commas guy in Silicon Valley. Yeah. Chris Diamantopoulos. Man, you are so good with that. Yeah, names. I know, man. Well, he was Mo in the Three Stooges movie. That guy? He played Mo. Yeah, yeah. I was the I, sound I, yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, the sound guy from the office was in a. They was made a the, three Stooges, the three Stooges movie? movie where Will Sasso was Curly. This guy was Mo, and then Sean Hayes was. When Larry. did this movie come out? I feel like it, it was definitely two thousand between two thousand ten and two thousand twenty. So it's probably like two thousand thirteen, fourteen. Around that the was the year that this. Pacific Rim came out. Yeah, so maybe that guy had a good year. Yeah. Well, this is a different guy. He's not the sound guy. He's the the. In this movie, it was the guy who attacked, was attacked by the sound guy. So yeah, that's that was a little cool thing. 
Yeah, so we got the Jaegers, we got the Kaiju. What's your favorite? Uh, what's your what's your favorite Jaeger? Uh, well, what we got? We got I've, Gypsy Danger. We got Gypsy Danger. Gypsy Danger is the Mark III. It's uh, it's analog, baby. It's analog, baby. It's analog. We got the the Russian so Doombot. You know what? Striker I, Eureka. Oh yeah, yeah. Was the one for the Australian guys. Yeah, those guys are cool too. Which you know, um, uh, I think my favorite was. The one we saw the no, my favorite was Gypsy, but my second favorite was the um the three armed one. Yeah, because yeah, every yeah, time you cool. saw those pilots, they were always playing basketball. Yeah, and they were. even when they're not playing basketball, one of them is holding a basketball. Go back, watch the film. I promise you, there's always a basketball near those three. That's pretty cool. And I will also say, when Striker Pentecost is right, did I get the name right? Yes. Is giving us the exposition. Stacker. Stacker Pentecost. Is giving us the exposition. Eureka. You know, Aaron Sorkin walk and talk with Charlie Hunnam and showing him all the the Jaegers. Uh, I love that he's like, yeah, and they're using this technique. And then Charlie Hunnam's like, oh, yeah, the three-arm technique. Like, he introduces it like it's such an obscure thing. But then he's like, but the way Charlie Hunnam says, oh, yeah, the three-arm technique. Like, yeah, I've heard of that. Everyone does that. It's such a common thing. It was just, I find that funny. Because the three, the three person. That's three people in a drift. Like that's a lot of people yeah, yeah. in a drift. I would imagine. They were like twin brothers. Because right? they make it Tri- so triplets. like two people is like such, yeah. like it's so hard to do two people. And here these people are doing three. That's yeah. crazy. Crimson Typhoon. That was the that's name of that the one? Three, that makes sense. It was the red. Three-armed one. And then there's Cherno Alpha was the uh, Russian one. Kaijus, we've got. I think the Kaijus are harder to figure out, but Leatherback was one of them. I think he might have been like the big, big one at the end. Leatherback. That sounds like an alligator. Or maybe I'm just thinking of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Leatherface. Leatherface? No. Yeah, I think Leatherface, right? Leatherback? It may have been Leatherback. That sounds a little sexual. Because Leatherface is uh, the the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think they're both leather. Something. Yeah, well, Leatherhead. Leatherhead. There it is. Nailed it. Yeah, the kaijus are all cool. They got, uh, you know, the knife head is the one that was very named after the knife that was on its head. Oh, is that the no, unicorn? Never. The giant unicorn? That's the one that they fight at the start. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's the one that they, they the kill boat. and that. It kills him. It kills the brother. the brother. Yancey. Yancey. Yancey goes down. Yancey was also the brother of Fry in Futurama. Uh, well, the not, name, the not name, played, or the actor? not played okay. by the same character, by the same actor. Well, we love, um, but it was the same name. I like the that actor's that actor's always like the guy and the thing. You know what I mean? He was the so his name Diego Klattenhoff. That's who played Yancey. That was Yancey, and we had him. He was in. Um, he was in the Blacklist. I think in the blacklist he's, yes, he's like the agent in the black, like the, he's the one going out and doing the action stuff mm. instead of James Spader. Another office thing, but that's, uh, yeah, with the blacklist. Blacklist is a good, uh, it's a fun show. I haven't watched it all. CBS Thursdays, 9 p.m. Anyway, we also in Homeland, Homeland, he was the guy's best friend that, you know, also, that was also sleeping with his wife. So that kind of like us. <laughs> I don't. Even, again, I don't even have a retort for that. <laughs> anyway, but then Charlie Hunnam, you like uh, you've seen Sons of Anarchy? I've dabbled. I've dabbled. Tasted. Yeah, I never. Fi- I didn't finish it, but uh, it was a lot of fun. And I definitely think like I can't lie and say I have any interest in watching the Mayans, and that's just because I think. I think that Sons of Anarchy, uh, Sons of Anarchy, as it's called, if you say it correctly, was it's similar to like shows like Succession, like it's it's heavy, or like Ozark, you know. Sometimes it just gets violent to the point where you're just like, All right, I need a break, like I need to just, I need to watch it. Was Succession? I need to watch a shampoo commercial or something right now, or like. 
you know, I kinda I wanna wonder what the Pillsbury Doughboy's doing right now, because I just need a I need something soft and easy. <laughs> it's a break. <laughs> you understand. Yeah, I get it. I need to walk around a mattress store. So that's why I, th- I think it's very much like it's it's a lot. Like I never finished Ozark either, just because it got to a point where yeah, but that thing's was re- a lot. Isn't that you know? like fully repaired now? What Ozark? The Ozark? Yeah, the movie. Like, isn't it? What are we fixed? talking about? No. <laughs> what are you talking? What was broken? The Ozark. It was protecting us from radiation. That's the ozone. Oh, ozone. Yeah, but I'm just saying, heavy stuff like that was, uh, you know. So, anyway, Sons of Anarchy was good. You know, well, well son, done, speaking of Sons of Anarchy, Charlie Hunnam. you know who else was in this from Sons of Anarchy? Gold Boots Perlman. Gold Boots Perlman? Yeah, he's... Ron he's, Perlman is? Yeah, yeah, he's in this. I forgot. He's in it? What is yeah, he doing? He's, he's running the black market, which I thought... Hannibal Chow. Would have been a very... Int- he's got gold, got gold plated on his shoes. I would have loved to see more of the the black market. You know, like they're, they're harvesting all these, like all the different parts of the kaiju. Yeah. And you see yeah. the guys just kind of taking different parts and like blood and this and that. And like, I want to see who's buying the, because there's one point where there's like a little giant lice bug or something. Yeah. And he like, they're just taking that and putting it alive into the thing. I want to know who's buying that stuff. Like that's a whole, like watching that's the underbelly. Yeah. yeah. That's a whole, so like, you saying, know, someone's like, doing like, I bet someone's using something as an aphrodisiac. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Like, I want to see the nitty gritty there. Honestly, I'd love a Pacific Rim TV series. Like, give me, give me like a, give me like a a mini series. A little Law and Order uh, Pacific Rim. Yeah. I mean, that show, uh, the Bonarch show, Godzilla. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it. That worked. I I watched it. I thought it was great. And I think it makes it, you know, because you do have, you have more of an opportunity to explore little things like that, like the black market. You're going to have a whole episode where it goes into details and things, and you're trying to trace somebody that has something going on. And Let's do the wire yeah, of Pacific the Rim. The wire of Pacific Rim. That would be, oh, that's, there's a good Idris Elba mention, too. There. Oh, yeah. That's, he, that's, that's a hell of a show, too. Man, that guy yeah, is nothing but yeah. fire. That's a, that's a, it, that, I, can, I can use this as a platform to, to, to say that, uh, Amanda, Amanda from uh, Can We Talk About and my I brother and the people that uh, they were like, Kyle, you have to watch The Wire. It's the best show ever. And I, I go and I watch it. I watch all five seasons and I go to talk to them about it. And they're like, oh, we only watched up to season three. And I'm like, what are you doing, man? You can't tell me his TV series is the best. Of them. Now, did you find The Wire to be heavy? Did you have to go to the mattress store at any point? During no, the I, f- I feel like it's it was presented... But definitely, no, yeah, it definitely is heavy. I just think it, like, you're also have more of a, because you spend also time with, like, the cops trying to solve this, you have more of a, like, in Ozark and Succession, you're just with negative stuff. You're, you don't really have any heroes to latch onto. I feel like is, is, is what these show like even breaking bad, you know what I mean? Like when even the hero or the main character is still not, not a hero, you know, then you don't really have that, that, uh, safety blanket of, okay, cool. Like mm-hmm. at least somebody's coming to save us, you know, somebody's going to do the right thing at some point. So like that, that's what I feel like. So like for yeah. the wire, you, you kind of had this safety blanket of the detectives who are trying to solve this or like, you know, the task force. And so, so like there, it was the struggle of, of both sides. And obviously some of it, know, if we're going to get into the wire now, there's a lot on both sides going on, but you know, it's, I feel like there's a little less, a little more comfort in a, a more classic crime show like that, where you, you're you're also you have an insight into the police department and how they're trying to help. So no, I didn't have to walk to the mattress store after that. Oh, okay, yeah, I walked through, listened to That's, the you, lonely man. man theme, and walked down the street. <laughs> I'm out like the whole yeah. 
Yeah, so then you remember the first flying kaiju? No. That's where they used the sword. Yeah. That's where they used the sword? Yeah. That's cool. I did forget about that. I forgot I forgot that one flew. Just the one. There's the uh that's they during adapt. like that final battle. No, not that, that, was, that wasn't the final battle. The final battle is underground or in the water. In the water, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the battle you know what made me think? The battle with the flying one was when uh Gypsy Danger picks up a full like it was like a tanker yeah, tanker tank, yeah. ship and it stays solid. Like that's that's good American craftsmanship that that's that thing good, yeah. stays fully intact while is it he's dragging craftsmanship it. though or is it the ship yeah is aren't they in hong kong or do they travel to i mean ships ships are like geese I mean, they, they can, can be born yeah, anywhere man anywhere yeah <laughs> like they all migrated south for the uh, i guess i just assumed it was american craftsmanship because it's like it takes place in the same universe as the titanic yeah it's true it's true it does there's there's no actual mention of the titanic but, that's, but they don't say that the Titanic never happened. Right. And that's why he uses so clearly, that, that this is crater the most important, yeah, to beat the crap out of well, this that's alien. It is, yeah, yeah. And it didn't even split down. The, did it split down the middle eventually? After eventually, he, after a few it hits, did? I think. See, yeah, yeah. But he uses that to take vengeance. So what if it wasn't an iceberg? What if a kaiju iceberg, killed the, the Titanic? That's what I was thinking, man. Yeah. Man. That was, We're really getting to the bottom of things. That here. was a a, a level one kaiju. This a level is half stuff five talks about. Yeah, for Nobody's, good reason, probably. Yeah, there's a lot of things I talk about that no one talks about for good reason. But do you remember the ending? Like, the, they get their first stage five or or category yeah, five. The category five kaiju and then, comes through. You know that was. You know what was good though was that you had the Australian couple. Yeah, or uh, father and son. Yeah, the Australian couple. Uh, father and the uh, du- duo. Yeah, the, sorry, the Australian duo. And then you had uh, Pentecostal and his adopted daughter. And they did the reverse. They they send the son and of the Aussie couple, the son goes, and of the Pentecostal couple, the father goes. Yeah, like so Pentecost. Because yeah. it's, a, it's a suicide mission. Right? Basically, so, so yeah. So you got yeah. like... You have both well, cause a child and a and a, a father staying, and a child and a father going. The, the Australians are uh, Max Martini as Herc Hansen, and his son Chuck Hansen, played by Robert Kaczynski. That man's yeah, name is Max Martini. Max Martini. That's Max fantastic. Martini is a great name. Yeah, and he's the guy. He's like the guy that's in every like military. Oh yeah, like I he's see in, that. He's that guy from that thing. You know. Yeah. And he's always at, he always like kills the character he's doing, whatever he is, just yeah. like nailing it. I'd love to be he's saved just by like him. the guy that just, uh, just got, he's got that machismo, man. He's got yeah. that like roll down. So he just like, just always hits the ground running. Like what, what else is, uh, he doesn't drink soy milk. Yeah. Thir- <laughs> he's in 13 hours. The, uh, secret soldiers of Benghazi. But yeah. He's been in, I think he, yeah, I think he's, uh, I think I'm just watching him as Bosch Legacy. That's good for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the, uh, it's a cop show. Yeah, with, with that uh, guy. With the guy, yeah, He yeah. plays Bosch. Yeah, Titus Welliver. But, like, this guy is, like, a bad cop in it, you know? I and can it's see like, that. Yeah. There he is. He's there again. And uh, I'm terrified. Yeah, I get that. But uh, and then the son, so Robert Kaczynski, the actor, her, or uh, Chuck Chuck Hansen, who's uh, you know at the end. He says goodbye the to robot. the dog. He says goodbye to the dog. Yeah, but they go. But he was in. Uh, he he's popped up in a couple things, but he definitely. I, I watched a show with him in it called Second Chance. I think it was called. So he basically was an older cop who was murdered, but they were able to transport his. His like brain, or like basically his person, like they're able to save him in it, like his brain into a younger version of himself or like a younger body. I think it was actually the younger version of himself. So basically, he gets like so killed by somebody the and then he goes back. No, no, then he comes back and is the younger version of him. like so he's he they, plays like the younger version. Him? No, because it like goes from an old man, so that's a different actor. 
and then now he's a younger self. And it was, Wait, so uh, I think it was so only how one old, season. How old was the guy when he died? Like 70? Like 90, probably. Why was he still on the force? He wasn't on the force. He got killed in his home. He's and like they're, retired. So, they're like, so now he's like, you know, the old, he's like a 90 year old in a, in a really, really ripped 35 year old's body. So they bring a dementia riddled bo- brain and put it in a body that can do damage. So. I don't think that's worth that. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So he's basically just Wolverine. This sounds fantastic. Yeah. It was a, it was a pretty decent show, actually. You could do so many Second things. Second chance. Check it out. Well, anyway. But anyway, so those are the, the uh, that's the Australian couple. Yeah, the Australian couple. But uh, he, what happens? To, so, Herc Hansen, the dad, he gets hurt, right? He gets hurt. He gets his arm hurt. He gets yeah. hurt because, well, he gets hurt in the battle with the EMP, which is why Gypsy Danger has to go join because originally um, Gypsy with his partner, Mariko? Mer- yeah. Pentecostals, like Miko. Ad- Miko. Miko Mori. Miko Mori was a, his adopted daughter. Yeah. And Stack of Pentecost. Yeah. And they drifted well, but they they weren't ready yet. They weren't ready for battle until she they, until they found themselves in there in you know until yeah, they found the heart the of the EMP. cards and went yeah. for it. And then the EMP blast, and they're like, "Well, everyone's electronic except for this this gypsy robot that's analog." Yeah. Which I still don't. Maybe it's I just don't, analog. Maybe I don't know what the meaning of analog is, or I don't know. But I every time I've put a lot of thought into this. And now I think that Gypsy Danger's insides are like that of a grandfather clock. Yeah, that's that, that would be my assumption of just, the difference, even though there's obviously tech going on inside. Well, no, here's why I think this. Okay. Hellboy 2. Hellboy 2. The that Golden final, Army. The final fight, they fight on all these gears that look like the yeah, inside yeah, of a giant yeah. clock. It's true. So I think Hellboy 2 happens inside of Gypsy Danger. This is a good, this is world building. Yeah. That's what we're so, all about, man. World building. That's just that my that's my two cents. Yeah. But anyway, GPS happens. No, EMP happens. Yeah. So Gypsy Danger. <laughs> so GPS is off. Yeah. So GPS and is off. They're lost. Nobody knows what's going on. But the Aussie couple comes out of their head and he's like, there are people there. We're going to save them. And they bring the flare guns and they shoot them in the, the, the giant monster's eyes. Pew, pew. Oh, wow. One of them, only only one of them goes this, in, man. and then the monster's about to eat them because that makes sense narratively. Like, your flare gun is going to do nothing to something that yeah. can even be beaten by a giant robot. And then Gypsy Danger comes in, <laughs> right into the ocean. Bam. And then they fight or something. But that's, yeah. Why'd we talk that's about good this? good television, uh, man. The, oh, yeah, yeah. So the end. Well, he gets hurt. Yeah, he, that's when he gets, he hurt, gets hurt, and that's yeah. why he can't do it. So and he that's, can't do it, then now Stacker Pentecost. Stacker Pentecost Chuck, is going to show Chuck up Hansen. to the game. Yeah, so him and he leaves his daughter behind, and the kid leaves his dad behind, and yeah, the for dog. for the suicide mission. For the suicide mission. The dog, so there's yeah. a narrative there. or yeah. well, There's a narrative everywhere, I guess. Yeah. That's the definition of narrative. But, like, there's a, there's a, a duality, a, you know. I don't know, man. You're the one who's parallel. Supposed to go parallel. You're the one. You're parallel. the word guy. I'm the I sit guy. I zoned out for a second there. I apologize. <laughs> I was just, I was just thinking of DJ Big Driss. <laughs> oh man, I've I had. There's we a track I listened to. Apocalypse. There's a track I listened to. I forget the name of it, but Idris got he got some yeah. sick lines on it. We had a good one on that. Uh, the Fast and Furious. Oh, that's right. The, he's he says he's Black Superman. Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, yeah. He he yeah. he takes the rock's punch like it's nothing. He does. That's not real life. That's how you know movie magic, man. That man would have died. The rock. I felt the you. blast. The rock punches you. That man lifted up a You're submarine down. missile. Didn't he yeah. do like? Didn't he punch a submarine missile in yeah. Fast and Furious well, he's Nine? He's got like he's got like superpowers, right? That's the whole point. The rock. Big Driss. Oh yeah, yeah. Big no, he's Driss got like a suit. He's got a Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, but no, he's also like he's got he's got like implants and shit. Yeah, yeah. He's got the juice. He's like Drago. <laughs> Drago. Rocky oh yeah, Four right there. I Maybe I don't Drago. know. Anyway, so yeah, that duality at the end is kind of yeah the parallel. Yeah, yeah. I keep saying duality, and I mean parallel. So, so uh, yeah, that's a and then uh, plus your yeah, friendship. So the, the flying one, and then it's there's a sword. The sword right. comes out of Which, there. Which, again, and... would have been helpful. Yeah, exactly. Earlier. Right. 
you never think though, you know, it's always hindsight 2020, especially, especially when you're a mech fighting a kaiju, you know, as you're never, you're never fully prepared. No. I mean, you'd think you would be because you're in a multi-billion dollar piece of machinery. Well, yeah, it's gotta be a lot of training has got to be pretty intense for that. I don't, you know, uh, so I did like, let's talk about other people in it. Uh, the, the, the Charlie Day, the two scientists, the research department. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like a good, uh, that's another guy. The, uh, not, well, cause Charlie Day does great, obviously. And he plays this part of like his enthusiast Mm -hmm. who like loves the scientific idea behind the Kaiju. Yeah. Well, that was the best, that was the kind of the best plot line of the sequel is that like Charlie's infatuation and drifting with the the kaiju kind of leads to less than desirable results i won't oh, spoil yeah. it for you but exactly they further along that development for the second one yeah for the sequel oh, okay um, i gotta check it out but the other the other scientist is, yeah he's uh, great too in that the other actor yeah uh, yeah so it's gottlieb yeah is the character's name but the actor's name is burn gordman do you remember what else names. he's in you remember what else he's in? He's guy? in an episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. The episode where Charlie, you know, the uh, Flowers of Algernon episode. Is that real? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. So they appeared in that Always Sunny together? What? Who? Bern Gorman. Yeah, who's that? The guy, Gottlieb. The other scientist. Yeah, the other scientist. Talk- yeah, he's yeah. in the second, he's in-, he's in an episode of Always Sunny. Okay, cool. Well, I'll be able to see that when I the flowers of Algernon, okay, or the Charlie's Algernon, or Algernon okay. flower. I don't know the name. Yeah, it's flower. Yeah, it's the it's the anyway. duality. Well, of you know, I see the, the big show he was in. The Rome, no, uh, Game of Thrones. Remember, he was uh, God. If I can remember this character's name, it'd be awesome. But he was basically the guy in the North of the Wall that that like took over the Night King. No, but like he, the he was King like baby. a defector. You remember everybody like turned on uh big big bear guy, the leader of the, the Night's Watch, the the big big bearded guy. J.R. J.R. Mormont. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, like yeah. they turned on him and killed him. Yeah. So like the people who defected, he was like the head of the bad Night's Watch. People. Oh, I thought that was an old And then he, they went to Didn't he have like a, a past, harem or something? But he has all the daughters that he's it's his daughters. That's one daughter's of daughters. Old, okay, that, that's so one he's thing. The, like, he, they, they're the people who go take over there. that guy. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, I kill him you. and take it, yeah. take over his farm and his daughters. And he's like the evil guy. Oh, yeah. He gets John Snow kills him eventually or something. If you're out there, we'd love to have you on the show. Yeah, come and join us. Yeah, call call Carl. in Carl. His literal name was Carl. Carl, Carl. Tanner in uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, Carl a man was named Carl Tanner. Carl Tanner. I don't believe that for one second. Is that is a lie. That's no, that's not. That's like incorrect. I don't believe full, that. Full house. That's that Carl the, Tanner. Yeah, Carl Tanner. Danny Tanner's long lost cousin. You got names Targaryen, and this Targaryen. man is Tanner. His name's Tanner. His name's Carl Tanner. No, no. Excellent. No. This is great. We're really come on. We're George really R. breaking Martin. down. We're breaking down uh, boundaries, barriers. They're not even. We're getting to the nitty gritty of this story. Well, anyway, both of them drift with the kaiju, and then they learn that the big plan and the big, the big Independence Day plan isn't going to work. So they got to rush back while they're they're dropped under the ocean. Yeah, because they. All right, that's the end. Is that the they just take the nuke through? No, well they don't take. They don't take the nuke because the nuke. They, Idris, oh, they Elba, the Idris Elba had to nuke themselves to take out the, the big. Nuke. Yeah. Which, let me ask you something. So when that nuke goes off, right? Yeah. It obviously is explosive and it, it pushes all of the water out, all yeah. gazillion tons of the water. And we're living in fresh air for brief seconds, right? That's a cool shot. Like it pushes out all the water. Yeah. And then the water you see, because some of the fish is flopping down and then like you're just on land without water. And then all the water slow, like it's rushing back, rushing back. And it's like, do you think you could survive that? <laughs> no, I definitely need a victory. Do you think you would try I it though? Need? <laughs> like I would no. want to try it just the one time, just to see the what, one time? just to, would I get 
completely, would there be, would I be disintegrated or would I, would my, my consciousness just be strong enough and will myself through that? I feel like it's like, how many squats do you have to do to survive that? I feel like it's, I feel like it's like if you stub your toe, you know, with no, that, like not even a sock on. No protection, raw dog. But like everywhere, (laughs) like your entire body. (laughs) But that severe pain, every synapse, just a giant (laughs) toe stub. Also, your pancake and you're dead. Well, if you have a knife in your arm, you just knife the second. For one brief glory. If you punch really hard at the water as it's coming at you. That's what I'm thinking. Every action has an yeah. opposite but equal reaction. That's just physics or science. Well, what you want to do is you want to, like, if you're in the middle yeah. and this water separates and the water's coming back in, what you want to do before that water comes back in is you want to run towards one side of the water yeah. while it's coming in and then reverse. So that this water hits you and sweeps you up. Yeah, you want to run with the water. Right. It's, you can't run at the water. You have to go with it. It's you like, have to run and you have to match the water. That way it just hits you as you're running. Right. Less speed. Mm-hmm. That way it picks you up. And then hopefully the water breaks the other water. <laughs> Does it? That's how John Dillinger. Ex- that's how John Dillinger survived his jumping out of a plane. D.B. Cooper, you mean? Yeah, that guy. D.B. Cooper. What I say, John Dillinger. Who's that? Uh, I don't know. Why is that name in my head? He's a he's a he was a gangster. Oh, all right. Played by Johnny Depp. Yeah. So it wasn't the, the that, odd, I wasn't thinking you about have that. that are pretty high. So yeah, but no. So any gangsters been played by Johnny Depp? He, I mean, yes. One, I would like to. I'd like to try it, and two, yeah. they don't have the nuke anymore. So Gypsy Danger, because. That son of a gun is analog. Analog. They got a nuclear reactor. Oh, okay. So they are the nuke because they used the the payload on the other kaiju. That was the big sacrifice between the Aussie duo's lover yeah. and the dad. Or the was Pentecostals. Pentecost. Stacker Pentecost. Yeah. And, and Chuck Hansen. Yeah, yeah. The, the guy that did Dateline? Second chance. What? what it, wasn't that the guy that caught to catch a predator? Are you sure? You look that up because I think I'm right. I think it's Chuck no, Hansen. No, no, no. It's uh He was catching predators. Which, here we go. Here you go. Caught Tobias Funk. Chris Hansen. Chris Hansen. We're really oh. close. Well, here we go. Watch, still watch my connection. Watch yeah. this. You're gonna be like, wow, good job. <laughs> this guy, what's his name? Chuck Hansen? Chuck Hansen. Caught predators with Chris Hansen. Chris Hansen caught predators on arrested development. Caught Tobias Bluth, who played the thing in Fantastic Four, the film in Arrested Development, whose name is Ben Grimm, who grew up on Yancey Street. Oh, man. Did you see the duality in that? I mean, parallel? Tobias played the thing in Arrested Development? Tobias. uh, David Cross. Yeah. He, 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 in one of the in like the one like, of the episodes, yeah, he he was cast or thought he was cast in a Fantastic Four film oh, okay. as Ben Grimm. I don't know if I've ever finished that. I might have missed the last season. I don't, I can't I remember. I think this was still was when it was still on Fox. I think this was, man. I used to remember things. Says the guy who drops names like it's fucking yeah. tu- Crippin Tuesday. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so he he. He, yeah. You gotta, they, so tell us what happened. Yeah. They, they, they're analog. They can't go they have through a nu- the breach nu- unless, nuclear reactor. unless the breach has yeah. DNA of the kaiju. So okay. I thought they were just going to cover themselves in kaiju yeah. blood, but no, like he just sort of, yeah, he just sort of jumps in holding With a the, kaiju. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And they go in so, and they go, total John McClane move. Yeah. Just <laughs> jump in with them. <laughs> And then you see the aliens, yeah. and the aliens stare, and it's kind of like Independence Day when Jeff Goldblum and and Wayne Smith look at uh, Will Smith, yeah, yeah. look at uh, the alien, and they're like, ah, yeah, and the yeah. aliens like, Rrr. and then in 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 this independent, or there's like it, a little, yeah, yeah. little Rrr. guys, and then they, yeah. and then the big boom. Did you know that <laughs> Guillermo del Toro had uh, brought in or 
like designed Gypsy Danger's walk off John Wayne. Oh, for real? Yeah. Like that's his really gait cool. yeah, was yeah. kind of like gunslingery, like John Okay. Wayne. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool when they throw layers to that. It's not just not just robot make walk. The robot walk. Yeah. Did Chuck did uh Charlie Hunnam die at the end? Did they come back through it? No, he he. Uh, the escape so pod. So they like escape pods. They she both got had... sent first, and then he got sent. And then, but he made it too. Yeah, but, and then they okay. but they they build the tension. They're like, we're not getting a reading. No, no life form leaving. Okay. And then okay, then that's what I forgot. She opens it, and so it's then... Reverse Avengers. Yeah, no, it's the same. Yeah, well, Reverse, reverse Avengers, Avengers from it's the same from, thing from water versus from space. water versus space. But With yeah. the Iron Man at the end. Yeah, and the Iron yeah, yeah. Shwarma. But there is no Hulk. That wakes Charlie Hunnam up. It's just yeah. his his business partner that he drifts with. So yeah, Pacific Rim. Oh, yeah, that's so, how it uh, ends. She, how they was uh, so yeah? And then they survived reverse. Right, Avengers. and then they like you know put their yeah. heads together like hey yeah. we made it and but hey we made it. It's never implied or it's yeah. you know is it platonic or just friends or is it more? I would I kind of dig the brother sister vibe. But uh, yeah, so I would I definitely hey Guillermo. Let's see some more of this stuff. Yeah. I love, on, every, I love everything that man does. You He's me? so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeez. I mean, didn't even talk about him, but like that. And that's what's super cool is like it's this isn't his traditional thing. He's very much more, right, fantasy, creature design, things yeah, like, like that. Well, but it's also usually did the more, Pinocchio. Did you see the Pinocchio? It was great. I did not. I did not, but it. I've heard, yeah. Okay. Uh, he did the cabinet, Curiosity Cabinet, Cabinet Curiosity. Yeah, yeah. That's like great, too. It's, it's the, I guess it's the technology and... uh that the, aspect of yeah. it for, that that I feel like is outside of his normal yeah well, I criteria. Think I never, you know? I've never liked like that, kind that of, concept. Of like one person, in, like you're, uh, like an artist is only good at one type of like. I feel like they're oh, stronger yeah. in other areas than others. But like once, let the man cook. Oh yeah, you know, I'm a huge. I'm totally for that. And I'm and I like to see, especially when you see like a director giving a shot at a big film. Mm-hmm when they've only really worked on smaller things, but just because like they were, they were successful with smaller things that they mm-hmm. got this opportunity. Like I'm not for nothing, like to, not to keep on the subject, but the people who started the VHS movies, Oh yeah. Those yeah. Anthology, like uh, horror uh, film guys. So like the main guys who were like putting them together and filming a lot of them, or like we're at least part of like one segment of it. They, they are the one, like the one guy, I, f- I forget his name. Look it up. We're gonna do a Godzilla episode eventually, obviously. But uh he like that guy is who's doing they did Godzilla versus Kong and he's doing the new Godzilla versus yeah, Kong. Yeah, yeah, so uh, uh, yeah. Yep. Not Wing- Adam Wingard? Adam Wingard, yeah. Adam Wingard. That's his name. I can't believe we look at that's why we make a good team. I'm out here. You got, shooting the, you got the last name too. You got the last name. Buckets. I'm baby. over here calling John Boyega Daniel. Yeah. David. Chuck Hansen. But uh, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, just good job, Guillermo. Yeah, he's great. Guillermo Del Toro. Two, keep going. Keep following your dreams. Keep. I really hope you it. find what you're looking for. I do too. I, I hope he's happy everywhere. So uh, yeah, let's uh, let's see some more of this. Yeah, let's wrap Put this song gun. Let's wrap this song. Let's 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 drop this nuclear reactor yeah. and shoot out of here in an escape pod. I would give I would give Pacific Rim seven analogs out of eight. I think it's, yeah, I'd say 7.5 out of 10, just because I would have liked... We can't do two know. different scales. Okay, so then I say 6.25 analogs out of 8. There you go. That makes more... Now the people yeah. will understand it. Okay, 6.25. 6.37 analogs. Yeah, so go watch it if you yeah. haven't. The new film. Find it on Netflix. Yeah, I've seen Netflix. It's nice. Yeah, Netflix is good. Yeah. Thanks for your time today, JJ. Thanks for having me here. I like this chair. I think I'm always sitting in this chair. Yeah. Uh, Maybe tomorrow I'll try that chair. All right. At this point, we are canceling the podcast. Oh. Hi, I'm Kyle. Can We Geek About is a new podcast from Gotham West. Each week, J.J. and I will delve into the geekier side of pop culture from our favorites in science fiction and fantasy to new releases and even maybe rag on some absolute flops. We promise that even if you don't like what we have to say, you'll like how we say it. 
But anyway, can we geek about? Did you really need me here for this? I just needed a ride. <sighs> can we geek about? So give us a listen, subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcasts.